0: everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Dr. Susan Lavelle. Dr. Susan Lavelle is the Thrive Architect. She helps smart busy women who are just surviving on caffeine and willpower design their own unique blueprint to the energy, power, and balance they want to they want in their lives. Dr. Susan is the creator of Premier Wellness, a comprehensive holistic health company based in Raleigh, North Carolina, serving clients globally with customized wellness solutions for weight, energy, hormones, and more to help them heal from the inside out, leading to lasting, powerful change. Dr. Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I think this is a great topic. Great timing to have you on because, um, you know, times are kind of challenging right now.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's so many ways.
0: And oh, yeah. yeah. Taking care of ourselves is definitely important. I am probably one of those uh, surviving on caffeine, as you say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't live without it, unfortunately, at this Ooh. moment. <laughs> Um but let's dive into to that a little bit in your personal health what's the best thing that I could do or any of our listeners could do right now to optimize their health and begin to thrive
1: So, like you said, I I come across so many people who literally are just surviving right now, whether it's caffeine, wine, willpower, whatever it is, medications that they're on, they're just really kind of surviving. And what tends to happen is that you get stuck in that mindset. You feel that there's nothing that you can do um, other than just survive. And the most important thing is to realize that you can be proactive instead of just reactive. So, by being proactive, you actually make steps to help yourself get better by knowing what's going on in your body so that's literally the very best thing that you can do to start knowing your body knowing what it needs and then giving it to it
0: there's so much information out there and a lot of it is conflicting as well how do i know what's right for me
1: Oh, my goodness. That that is the, probably the number two thing that comes to me is that if you do, you know, you go on Dr. Google and, and uh, you know, the Dr. Web and everything. And <laughs> you, exactly. Everybody does that. And either you get way too much information and you think that you've got, you know, a million different things and you try and do a million different things. Or even if it is the right information, it may not be the right thing for you. So for instance, how many times do you hear about somebody going on some, whatever the newest diet fad is, and they lose, you know, 20, 30 pounds, just like that. And then you try it and you, not only don't you lose weight, you actually gain weight. Mm -hmm. And what that's all about is that it's just not the right thing for you.
0: So, So I guess, what is the process to really figuring out
1: What is the right thing? Ooh, (laughs) that's a good one. So what I tell people is it it sounds very simplistic, but the best thing to do is to listen to your body. Know the messages that your body is trying to give you. So for instance, you know, would you, if you were driving into the desert, would you, and and your check engine light comes on, would you just slap a little piece of tape over the check engine light (laughs) and then keep driving? No, you wouldn't. Exactly. So, you know, we're doing the same thing when our body's telling us these little messages like when we have aches when we have you know bloating or abdominal discomfort when we have pain these are the messages these are the check engine lights that our body is giving us to tell us whoa something's not right take a look and fix it
0: wow yeah that that definitely makes sense i like the analogy related to the automobile something we can all relate to (laughs) Um, and definitely uh, definitely makes sense there so I know one of the things that you talk about is uh, functional medicine Um, so what's the difference between traditional medicine approach and functional medicine and really why is this important
1: okay so um i actually grew up in the traditional health field and i was a plastic surgeon for over 22 years so i was very much raised in that way and i went to columbia university in new york city what you learn there is a wonderful university, but what you learn there is how to diagnose someone and then what treatment to give them. So for instance, if they were diabetic, you're going to get this particular diabetic medicine. If you have high blood pressure, you're going to get this medicine or this treatment. And it really was about treating the symptoms, not for finding um, the actual root cause. Like what is causing this person to have high blood pressure? And there are many different reasons why someone could. It could be a mineral deficiency. It could be stress. It could be, you know, it could be uh, food sensitivities, lots of different things. So rather than just treating the symptom, you know, and making the symptom go away, you dig a little deeper and you find out why that person is suffering with that particular condition and you fix that. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of like instead of if you had a a tree, you know, and you want the tree to look pretty and healthy, would you paint the leaves with green paint or (laughs) would you heal the roots?
0: Mm, I love the analogies. It just makes it (laughs) clear. It really helps to illustrate the significance of of what you're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. I love it. Um, So, you know, the purpose of the show is really to focus on networking and building relationships. And my goal is to alleviate any fears that someone may have when they hear that word networking. So, Dr. Susan, can you share with our listeners one of your favorite networking experiences that you've had?
1: Oh, so I probably would be your your, your most Perfect person to listen to the podcast all the time because I used to be that very same way. I used to hate going out to network and because it was more like you would go to the thing and you had this. I have to meet as many people as I can meet, and I have to throw out my card to as many people as I possibly can, and that's not networking. Mm -hmm. Um, So I eventually learned from people like you and podcasts like you that instead, it's more about making a relationship. And so with all that being said, I met a um, uh, Dr. Deb Matthews. She's an integrative physician uh, who happens to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, met her at a, um, a uh, seminar for integrative physicians. And we started talking and uh, you know, became friends. And that has led to me having speaking engagements, TV interviews, got a spot on a nine-part docuseries. And it was really just, because we made that connection, you know, as opposed to me saying, oh, you know, I've got to go and make, you know, go in and hand out my card. It was more about making that connection.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And I'm sure you didn't know that that was going to be the outcome of that relationship.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> It amazes me to this day how much has come from just that that little uh, interview and that little um connection that we made. yeah,
0: that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thanks for sharing that story with us. Yeah, yeah. How do you stay in front of our best nurture, the community and the relationships that you've created?
1: okay well it's it's changed a bit as you can imagine over the last few months mm-hmm. um, previously I did both in-person and uh, online things so I would have workshops and seminars and things of like that so even some retreats which are wonderful um, but we're not doing those right now so now everything is online and what I do are weekly webinars on a particular health topic um, and then I do Facebook lives again once a week and those are a little of course a little shorter a little bit Bit more informal and really just kind of ask the doc sort of things. And then the third thing is I do podcasts like this one.
0: Fun. I love it. It's great to continue to add value to your network. I think that's really important. Absolutely. So, what Mm -hmm. advice would you offer that business professional who's looking to grow their network?
1: Oh, that's a really important one right now. Um, Because we're all online, and uh, at least for the most part where we are here in North Carolina, I I have found that I'm getting actually bombarded by people who want to make those connections. Mm -hmm. But they're very, very (laughs) – yeah, exactly, right? um but there and what i found is that i really have to be selective because at this point we just don't have the bandwidth to be everything to everyone um and i really have to pick and choose which way I want to go? And so what I do is I really focus on where I want to grow my my practice, how I want that to grow. And then right now, if someone is is a good fit for that, then we'll connect, you know, and kind of go through that. But if they're not, if it's just um, noise, I'll put it out that you know if it's just noise at this point, I have to kind of say no because I can't do everything.
0: Sure. Yeah, um, it is a little overwhelming right now. And it's very smart of you to be strategic in making sure that you're, you're following the path, you know, instead of deviating <laughs> down, down something that may look exciting and fun, but it really doesn't help you achieve the goal that you're trying to achieve at the end of the day.
1: Right, those shiny objects, right?
0: Oh, I love shiny objects. (laughs) I'll admit that. Oh, boy. Um, So obviously, you know, digital networking is a conversation we were just talking about. But in traditional networking, when hopefully, you know, we can get back to that um, in the near future, crossing our fingers on that. um, Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, which one do you find more value in, digital or traditional
1: networking? So right now, as I mentioned, it's obviously digital, but previously the in-person was more productive mm-hmm. if and when it's done properly. So, you know, when it's more like when I met Dr. Matthew, it is more of a connection and, and a friendship that we develop as opposed to, uh, you know, here's my card, give me your card and, you know, whatever, and throw them in the back. Um, so, yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, that mm-hmm. definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, Dr. Susan, here's a fun one for you. If you could go back... <laughs> To your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career?
1: Yikes. When when I looked at this question, I was kind of like, wow. Well, (laughs) the, (laughs) the biggest thing was that I would have built my infrastructure differently. So back when I started my plastic surgery practice, I got talked into by, you know, by all the reps and everything that I had to have the newest stuff. And it had to be brand new and it had to be the top line and everything. And I had to have all of the staff and I put everything together all at once for hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, which I then paid off over the next few years. So. If looking at that, I would say, don't do it that way. Do it the way that I do it now. And I just add things as I need them. So, you know, if I need a new staff person, I'll get that staff person. If I get, um, you know, if I need a particular um, piece of equipment or, or a product in my line, then I do the due diligence and then I'll add them as opposed to trying to do everything all at once.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a hard lesson. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have to take and as much as we want to help educate um that's one of those hard lessons that I think a lot of people need to learn
1: on their own <laughs> exactly. yeah exactly because I, I at this point I don't even know if I would have listened back then you know because mm-hmm. when you're first starting you're like no I've got to have it because if I don't then people won't come to me and I won't have what they need and yeah no.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> So we've all heard of the six degrees of
1: separation. Who would
0: be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the sixth degree?
1: Um, Yeah, I think I probably could. And uh, I'm going to cheat and make it two people. And it would be the Obamas at this Mm -hmm. point. And I would start with the Princeton connection because both my daughter and Michelle Obama went there. That's a great place to start.
0: Fantastic. Well, um, what's holding you back from starting that journey?
1: Ah, oh, that's a good question. You know, maybe being a little chicken, but you'd. Oh, get over yeah. your
0: fears. Come
1: on. Right? I'm sure you talk
0: about that, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, maybe it is time. Maybe it's time to make that connection.
0: I think it is. And I, I yeah. would love for you to report back to us and, and let us know what that journey was like for you.
1: Perfect.
0: Um, all right, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What's something that you'd like to ask me?
1: Mm, let's see. So what is the what is the best way that you would say to help someone? Just like what I just said, you know, there's here's somebody that I would like to meet, and I'm a little bit chicken. So how would you how would you recommend they go about doing that? Other than just saying go do it,
0: just go do it. Um, no, it's a great <laughs> question. Um, you know, in, in and I'm sure that you've spoken to this like fear is is definitely something that people have to get over. Um, and the fear it's more about conquering it. So I think, um, I'm a really big fan of, you know, documenting a process and really mapping out these are the steps that I intend to take. Um, and so the more that that's planned, so you said, you know what your first step is.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so what, and then you just start asking yourself, well, what's the worst that can happen? Right. And once you start thinking about, okay, is that really that bad then?
1: Exactly. (laughs) I get a
0: no. Okay. At least I tried. Exactly. um, That's, I I think, you know, it's, it's definitely important to try and kind of talk through what is the worst case scenario. And then you Mm -hmm. realize it's really not anywhere near as bad as what you are building it
1: up to be inside. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, it's, I agree with you. I think I'm going to start that. Awesome. I love it. I want
0: to give you a high five right now. (laughs) Virtual high fives, virtual audio high fives. (laughs) Um, Okay. So uh, that was a fun question. Thank you. Um, Any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network?
1: Yeah. So the lesson that I learned over the years was to enjoy it. And as I mentioned before, really focus on developing the relationships, not just making a contact. And once you do that, then it's fun. You know, you, you enjoy going to the, to a networking event. You enjoy speaking with people and just connecting one-on-one. And then you never know what's going to come out of that.
0: If anyone is interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you?
1: Sure. So either through my website, which is www.premierwellness.com and Premier is P-R-E-M-I-E-R-E, wellness.com, um, or they can go to our Facebook page, our business page, which is Premier Wellness with Dr. Susan.
0: Fantastic. And we will include all that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much, Lori.
0: Yeah, this was a great conversation. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Dr. Susan for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Go to Facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to laurie at podcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast.